I learned how to mix and master myself so that I can be more valuable as a producer. If I get a brief and, you know, I submit it and they're like, this is great, but we need these edits and we need them in two hours. You know, if I'm working with an engineer in another studio and he's tied up, I can't get the edits I need. I could miss out on an opportunity. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Is My Business podcast, live Q&A. I'm excited to be back. Listen, so last week was weird, man. Our dog rest in peace passed away this past week it was sudden i'm mad ashy by the way but yes our yorkie how old was he i think he was like eight or something like that we had dropped him off at the breeder which is like the the family we bought him from like they breed yorkies they take super great care of them and they do like the competition stuff where they like you know have the long hair and all this crazy stuff but like they're really into it but we have a good relationship with them so anytime we need him to be groomed or we need to go out of town or something she'll keep him for us so we dropped him off and i want to say maybe like a was it the same day or like it was like a day or so later she called my wife and then told my wife that yes pretty much he had passed away so apparently you know, we were doing research and I guess the breed, cause it's like a, it's a tiny breed. Like he was super duper small, like can literally like fit in my backpack small. But I guess they have like heart failure issues like around this age, like between like eight and 12 and stuff like that. So we think that's probably what it was. So yeah, the puppy, the co-producer Burke Berkeley is no longer with us. So that's what's been going on for the past week or so. So I guess she takes them and like takes them to this place in Alabama that the breeder has a relationship with and cremates them or whatever. And then you can kind of do whatever you want from there. So that's what we've been doing. Appreciate the condolences. It's yeah, yeah, man. It's definitely, you know, it's different around the crib when you ain't got, you know, this little this little furry dude running around barking every time someone rings the doorbell or knocks. So it has been different in the Clint household, but all is well. Creation role, appreciate that. Her said, oh, Lord, not, not a little puppy child. Yes, appreciate it, Gil, appreciate it. But that's, I mean, we're here to answer questions, though. We still here. So drop your questions in the chat. Let's talk about it. Sync, production, business, whatever it is. Let's get it in. Thomas Dudley, tonight we'll we'll be reviewing music on the live music review. So come back at 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and we're going to listen to some music and hang out. It's going to be dope. Sharlita Adams is in the building. I see you. Now let's get to the placement you got in real time on live last night. I know, right? Dang, should I do that? Should I? Do y'all want to see? Man, I don't even. I don't even think I have my stuff set up to do a breakdown. I may have to do like a separate... I may have to do a separate live. So I was on IG live last. Was that last week, Herb? I was on IG live and I had found out. I was like checking tune set and had found out that I had some music placed on BET. I think it was, I forget the name of the show, but 
I found out live and everybody on IG found out with me. So here, I think what I'm going to do, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about my schedule. I'm trying to think maybe maybe I don't know if I have time to do it today, but before the week is over, maybe we maybe we do it tomorrow. But I want to do like a live breakdown and show you guys. I have no idea what this session looked like. Like I made this track back when. Like I first started trying to get TV placements and it was one of the first tracks that was placed back on. It was like on Showtime or something. So it was one of the first tracks that got placed when I started my quote unquote road to 10 placements. Shout out to all the road to 10 placement students, which is crazy for me to think about, like because I never I never intended that to like turn into a course or anything. But it was just like a personal goal for me. But shout out to everybody who's taking the course and have have, have also gotten placements from taking it. Yeah, so I'm going to do like a live breakdown. I have no idea what this session is going to look like, y'all, when I open it. So I'm not going to open it ahead of time. I'm going to just wait, do it live. I may go I may go live here on YouTube and do it and show you guys. I'll show you guys the video of the placement so you guys can kind of see it in real time. And then we can like dig into the track and I'll show you like, you know, how I produced it and all that stuff. So drop drop some fire emojis in the chat if that's something you want to see here on YouTube live. And then I'll I'll do it. Yeah, the beat was from 2015. Just to give you an idea of what we might encounter when we open that session up. I have no idea. JP on the beat was good. <clears throat> Kevin. Michael Connor, all right. Michael Connor says thanks for continuing to be a trailblazer and huge inspiration to us all. No doubt, man. I'm glad I can inspire and, and help you guys reach your goals. That's what it's all about, man. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. So yeah, been a year since since my dog is going to with you and the family. Appreciate that, Super Kid Jay, and condolences to to you and your family. So Kim has Kim has a non music question. But is the plant behind you real? I love plants. <laughs> this oh, this 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 plant is super fake. Let me tell you, straight off Amazon, this plant is not real. If it looks real, then that's great. But it is not real because I know if it was real, I would. I, I feel like I would not water it on a regular basis. It probably won't get a lot of sun because. This is a studio where I like I shoot content and make beats. And for the most part, like there's no sunlight coming in here because I try and, you know, you create videos. You try you, you got to control the light so you can light stuff how you want to light it. So it wouldn't get a lot of sun. So honestly, it probably wouldn't do too good down here. So I went with the fake plants. Placements on reality shows versus movies. What's the pay rate difference? Oh, yeah. So. I mean, you can you can jump from nothing up front from the reality TV show stuff to getting, you know, anywhere from I'll say on average from what I've seen personally for like a, a movie or like even a TV show placement, 1500 to to 5000 for something up front being in a like in a movie that can go up just depending on the movie, the budget, the the type of use of your your music being used in that. So. But then there's some, you know, some reality shows where they they'll feature a song so you can get paid a little bit more with that. And that may include an upfront fee. And then, of course, you know, your back end royalties and stuff like that. So, yeah, as far as movies like like theater performances in the U.S., like if you had a placement in a movie in a theater, 
in the u.s you actually don't get paid a performance royalty from something playing in a movie theater which is the weirdest thing but that's how they have it set up so that's something to keep in mind as well so usually those upfront joints are a little bit a little you know a little bigger on the the movie side great question <clears throat> so let's see roll to 10 placements gang in the building yeah literally like it wouldn't it wouldn't stand a chance kim has a jungle shout out to kim if y'all need plants or trees or any wild animals kim got you when completing a split sheet would you do separate paperwork for a one-stop clause yeah like if you're trying to do if you're trying to like be one stop to where you can only your signature would suffice for other co-writers involved in that yes you would need like another agreement for that that one-stop thing so that you know you could literally sign off on everything and you know you don't have to have anyone else sign for you or anyone else sign with you and they just go through you and you you have the right to say okay yeah co-writer one two and three is, is good with this too so here's my signature place it you would need a separate agreement saying that you can do that otherwise you know you have a split sheet but those other writers would still have to sign you know for themselves as you know partial owners of that that master and that composition so yeah yes there is an xbox controller on the back wall i have it for my ipad i don't really play video games a lot but you know sometimes i'll decide to just you know unwind and play something or my son honestly plays it probably more than i do there's a racing game on here that he likes to play so i'll like hook that up for him and then we'll play that together but outside of that i don't, I don't really game too much but the controller was red and i said that's dope so let's just get it it was like it was one of those it was one of those impulsive buys after i got the ipad pro and i was just like oh you can hook up an xbox controller to the ipad now so it was just like i did it just to be able to do it knowing good and well i ain't gonna be sitting here playing a bunch of video games so yeah it was a part of buying a bunch of ipad accessories unnecessarily let's go the beat the btz though or is it the beats though let's go ever consider starting your own ml company the community is pretty big international what is what is ml oh music licensing it it has crossed my mind and then it quickly exited my mind when i started thinking about all of the admin work that's involved and right now in my career it's just not something i'm interested in because like i'm like I actively work and create and I still love to focus on creating and creating music for, for briefs, TV and film and then and creating content as well. Like I thoroughly enjoy doing those two things and I really don't want to be, you know, preoccupied with like all of the other stuff that goes along with like running a library or like a full blown music licensing company. It's just not where I am at this moment maybe sometime in the future maybe but it's a lot that goes with it just the submission process alone like man it's crazy it is a full-time job so what's good anthony russell good to see you do you use a quote-unquote service that connects you directly to sync placements um 
Yeah, I, I just go through libraries, man. Music libraries, which are publishers that specialize in TV and film. That's that's kind of like, you know, my direct source. Occasionally, I may go through a supervisor. But yeah, I don't do like companies that are like third party services where you have to like pitch to them and then they have to say yes and then they pass it along. You know, I don't do that because that can be, you know, it can add up if it's like a pitch per placement kind of thing. But yeah, that's the route I like to go straight to the, the music library so I can focus on creating. You can focus on creating. You send it to them. And then they worry about, you know, all the admin stuff that goes along and, you know, reaching out and pitching and all that stuff. So, indeed. <clears throat> I'm not, not seeking for animals. You said a jungle. So, you like, you say jungle. I start thinking, you know, tall trees and birds and, like, an occasional giraffe or elephant. Like, where my mind goes when you say jungle. But nah, what's good, Don? Don Ye, have you done any film scoring? I just scored my first film last week, DJ Horn. Shout out to you for scoring your first film. That's dope. I have scored a like a short documentary before, and it was it was like a combination of placing music that was created, that was already created, and creating music to picture in some spots. So I've done that. And I've done a little bit of scoring for like a, it was like a TV show, a reality show pilot. So that was pretty cool. Completely different than like your create music, send it to publisher type of situation. Like, you know, it, it's fun though. It's, it's dope. <clears throat> Is the new version of Road to 10 Placements different from the original? So the original one, yes, it is different to answer your question. The original one was just like a PDF file. And I think it, I may have added like a few videos later on. But <clears throat> the new one is like 100% video now. It has the updated licensing directory for free. You know, I threw some some advanced strategies and stuff in there. And I kind of went deeper into some some of the steps just to like anytime I learn something new, I want to make sure you guys have it too. Or something that'll make things a little bit easier or help you stand out or, you know, just help you minimize rejection. You know, I try and put that in there and elaborate on it to give you like the best chance possible to succeed in sync. So, yeah, the new version is 100 percent video, you know, went more in depth in certain things, added, you know, some some additional videos and things like that, as well as, you know, just resources that that can help you on your journey. So, yeah. If you got the first one, you know, I mean, people people have gotten placements with the original version, the, the old PDF joint. So, you know, I mean, the information is still good. It's not like it's outdated, but, you know, I think it was definitely time for a refresh because, I mean, I created that. I created that a minute ago now, but, you know, now with like new knowledge and experiences and things like that, you know, I feel like that's covered in, in the new one to even further increase your chances of, of your music getting placed. So, yeah. If you release an album on YouTube, where can you shop it? You can shop it, start shopping it to music libraries, licensing companies. You know, there's if you need a free guide, like on, on the steps of like what that looks like, there's a link in the description. Click that link and then that'll, that'll send you to the free guide. And then if you really wanna dig deep and just dive in and go all in, then the road to 10 placements is, is in that link as well. 
So, yeah. <clears throat> Alvin from Culture Weekend. What's good, Alvin? Man, yo, shout out to everybody at Culture Weekend, everybody that I was able to meet in person, man. Super dope people. It was great to... Because, I mean, you know, doing this online stuff is, is dope because you can reach a lot of people at once without, like, traveling the, the whole world. So it's dope, but it's a different experience when you get to, like, see you guys' faces and shake hands and just have conversations in real life. So that was super dope, man. Shout out to everybody that came out to the Culture Weekend in New York, um, came to the workshop, or if I just came across you in the, in the hallways and stuff like that. Yeah, man, hopefully y'all had a good time and a, a safe trip. Shout out to the Uber driver that I had no idea what he was saying to me. He had a whole conversation. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. I was trying to, I was asking him about like the, the prices and like what mortgages cost out there in New York. And he was just giving me insane numbers. I was like, I'm never moving out here. This is, this is insane. So can you disclose the names of companies that you use for placements thanks in advance i don't like i mean i've done it before i don't do it a lot and the reason why i don't do it like you'll get the companies in the directory for free but i don't do it a lot because i don't know everyone that watches and that's on the stream and sometimes you'll have someone who will reach out and be like oh like clint told me to reach out to you and they will use my name and then they'll end up being a flake and that crap like that reflects they're like well if he sent him like so just to like kill all of that i don't mention a lot of specific names for companies i'll throw names out there but i don't say like i work with them like i recommend like the only the only people that i'll do that to is like people who are in my high level coaching program my three month you know tv placement mastery like that's different because they've been vetted they've gone through training and things like that and mastered you know all the levels that they need to master so by the time they're reaching out you know it doesn't matter it the company doesn't matter you know at the end of the day i could get placements with a company i can tell you the company name you could reach out and may not ever get placements with that company so it doesn't really help you it doesn't help people like they think it would help them the best thing you can do is learn how to find companies reach out to the companies and produce music that those companies want it's the best thing you can do because if that company shuts down if i give you a company name and that company shuts down or you don't get into that library you're back at square one trying to figure out okay like which company do i submit to now like that one didn't work and you never learned the process to, to go find the companies so you're limited in how much you can how much you can pitch, how much you can earn, how much like you're just limited because you never learn those those foundational principles that you need to really succeed in sync licensing. So that's why I don't do that a lot because I don't want to handicap you. You know, it, it's a, it would be a disservice to just throw a company name and say reach out and then you reach out the entirely wrong way. So that's the reason why I don't do that a lot. Only if you're you know, you're inside my, my mentorship program. What's the difference between getting accepted into a library and creating an account or signing up? I mean, if you're creating an account, like usually those are kind of like the stock music libraries or it's a library where you just kind of create an account and boom, you're in there. But a lot of them, like you at least have to submit something first and then they'll approve you and then you can go, you know, it like what am i trying to say enter the data that they need for the track you submitted and then you're in you start getting briefs and stuff like that so you know i guess the biggest difference is 
I mean, there's no difference. Like, if you get accepted into a library, you're in. Your music is good. They think your music is good enough. If it's just a site where literally anyone can create a login and password, then the quality of music on that site may be questionable. But, you know, most of the companies, you know, I've I've reached out to or, or worked with, you have to at least prove that you can you can create quality music. So that's a good question. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open. So go to roadto10placements.com. That's road to the number 10 placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off at roadto10placements.com. Go enroll today i'm considering taking a mastering class at school do you master your own music or have someone else master it for you great question i master my own music and the reason why is i geek out about mix mixing and ma- not necessarily mastering i don't really geek out about that because my mastering honestly my mixing and mastering process is super simple but i learned how to mix and master myself so that i can be more valuable as a producer if i get a brief and you know i submit it and they're like this is great but we need these edits and we need them in two hours you know if i'm working with an engineer in another studio and he's tied up i can't get the edits i need i could miss out on an opportunity so me being able to mix and master means if they reach out and need edits super quick i can make the edits bounce another version out that's mixed and mastered and not miss out on the opportunity I can also offer that mixing and mastering as a service in my production business and create another stream of income. So that's why I recommend every producer learn how to mix and master. If you don't know how, click the link in my bio. It's the first link and go to courses for producers and then enroll in my Urban Mixing Made Simple course. I'll show you everything I do to mix and master my tracks. And it's, it's, I keep it super simple. Like, listen, I am not trying to complicate anything trying to get it done make it sound good and just get to the point the producer whisperer what's good bro good to see you man this is like a sync legend has entered our presence so yes yeah if you enroll all the students who enroll in road to 10 placements you automatically get you get a free copy of the directory inside the course the directory isn't available outside of the course anymore so it's only available to road to 10 placement students so click the link in the description and enroll in the road to 10 placements and then you'll get access to that and it's going to be even more valuable because you learned all the the proper steps to take before you start reaching out to you know over like 100 companies i think i got in that in that directory so all right let's go michael connor says we mentioned libraries from spitfire audio previously i'm hoping to be selected for a video call with them if selected i will for sure be plugging anthony to the junior road to 10 place i appreciate that man super dope 
yes kim kim be she's on it all the time let's see are you reviewing music this week on youtube yes tonight at 9 p.m eastern time we're gonna review music on youtube see if there is placement potential for your music it's gonna be dope last two weeks been crazy like i i have not heard bad music in the last two weeks so it's been it's been pretty dope is there a specific genre that gets placed more out of your personal experience well so from my experience like i get i specialize in like the hip-hop r&b ambient and then like a fusion of orchestral hip-hop r&b you know trailerized r&b so like i kind of focus on those genres and i like to kind of specialize in that stuff so naturally i'm gonna see more briefs for that stuff i'm gonna see more placements for that stuff because that's all i'm doing for the most part you know occasionally i'll have like some quirky you know dramedy tension stuff that gets placed but you know i think it's about watching watching these shows watching the the films the documentaries whatever it is and listening to what's going on right so if you listen and you you hear a particular genre that gets used and it's a genre that you can produce that you'd like to produce and can do a lot of without necessarily having to think too hard or like you know just you know there's some things there's some genres that just comes easier to thought i hit the space bar and stopped the stream there's some genres that just comes easier to certain producers so you know whatever you specialize in match that with what you hear a lot of on tv because there's there's room for a lot of stuff like i mean you have the minimal ambient the, the minimal tension stuff where you know i've gotten placements where i just used one sound and just made it sound scary and suspenseful and it got placed on cbs right so on the flip side you know i've done r&b mid-tempo up-tempo stuff I've done hip-hop stuff and I've done some pop rock stuff that's gotten placed and some, you know, some some funk pop stuff, like all types of stuff. But then you have people who specialize in rock, who specialize in more trailerized stuff and they get placements. So there's like there's room for a lot of different things like, you know, nine times out of 10, you can produce a genre that's needed for TV. The only thing I don't see a lot of requests for is like slow lounge like jazz music neo soul stuff like i don't see a ton of requests for that stuff like i mean like in the last five years i've probably seen like two requests for jazz music and i was geek too because i was like yo this never happens i'm submitting everything that i've been <laughs> been sitting on so that was fun so 6 p.m 9 p.m 9 p.m eastern Y'all, Michael, you're going to have somebody somebody that's doing waiting for three hours. So let me see. Let me catch up. Although music with vocals is in demand, our instrumental tracks still good to focus on. I want to make lots of instrumental tracks and cast a wide net with them. Good question. Yes, instrumental stuff is still needed always. Like, you know, that's stuff that's, you know, you can't place songs with lyrics and somebody rapping and singing over dialogue or under dialogue so yeah you're always going to kind of need that instrumental instrumental music to to create moods and vibes during different scenes so yeah always opportunities for that stuff if you can create both create both for sure <clears throat> uh, joshua bonnet <laughs> what 
<laughs> Yo. I think I got it right. I think I got it right that time. Do you use a VU meter for mastering? I do. I got a, a metering thing. A TC electronic thing I use for metering. YouTube suggested to watch your stream, so I do for now. Well, I appreciate the shout out to YouTube telling people to watch me. I'm flattered. Um, Trev, what's good? I purchased the directory during the Black Friday sale. Has it been updated since then? No, it has not. Everything is is the same since Black Friday in that directory. What's good, Garvey? I'm venturing a little with Tune Edge recently and waiting on a clear track to be badged. What's your insight on Tune Edge so far? It's cool feel on that platform indeed i have i have some music on tune edge i have some students that have music on tune edge and i may have gotten an nbc placement on tune edge they have reached out maybe a couple months ago it was about a, a song i had produced music for and an artist had did you know the lyrics and singing so they reached out and it was like, hey, you know, this this may be getting placed on an NBC show. We need what did they need? They needed lyrics. So we had sent them over lyrics. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it went through or not. Like, I don't have the song on my tune edge or anything yet. But so I don't know. We'll see if I see NBC on my royalty uh, royalty statement in the next, I don't know, six to nine months. <laughs> if you remember, just come back six to nine months later. And I'll let you know if it went through. So either that or the writer would probably hit me up. Sometimes people just reach out and be like, yo, I found out we had something placed. So, so yeah, so we'll see. But it's been cool. The cool thing about them is, you know, you, you can go to the website, submit your track. And if they approve it, it gets badged or whatever. You submit the info, the metadata. What else? Oh, and they send you briefs. So that may be a cool opportunity to just start getting briefs. So, Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's pretty cool. Do libraries, supervisors ever love the track but ask for slight changes in creative direction aside from the stems? Yes, that does that does happen from time to time. Yeah. They may hear something that you didn't hear. Like if they hear something where it sounds too similar to like, you know, a popular song, they may ask you to switch things up. I've been asked to, to switch up chord progressions on a certain measure. I've been asked to swap out instruments. I've been asked to modify the structure to either, you know, make the track longer or make it more repetitive. I've been asked, I've been asked to modify the mix a little bit. I had an 808 that was, it was cranking through and they, <laughs> they didn't like that 808. I had that 808 hitting boy, but they, they asked me to turn it down. So I said, okay, I'll turn it down. But yeah, you'll be asked for, for different changes. So be prepared for that because that's a part of the game. So yeah. <clears throat> so for the ones you have to submit music to, do you suggest sending full length, 130 or shorter, as well as the genre they specifically sync often? Yeah, yeah. Definitely send full length, you know, at least a minute and a half, unless they say specifically something else, then send whatever they say. I won't send like... I won't send shorter versions unless they ask me for it. You know, sometimes you'll find like once you start working with a few companies, you'll find each company has their way of doing things and files being delivered. So, you know, just make sure you're following their their protocol because they do it their way for a reason. And that just makes stuff easy. And then as far as genre, 
I think that really it goes back to what they kind of know you for or what what the brief is is asking for because sometimes you can get briefs and it'll have three four different genres of stuff that they're looking for and i mean you're open to submit whatever you want to submit but yeah you know i think that's usually the the best route you know give them what they're what they're asking for what they're looking for and then if they if they don't give you like a specific genre like say you're just trying to get into the library then just do submit what like what you do best and what you know you know can be used on tv <clears throat> hopefully that helps all right let's see how can you how can you ensure that you're getting paid a fair percentage for your submissions well i mean off rip like if if you compose say 100% of the track as a writer um unless there's some type of other deal or agreement you have in place with you know somebody else then that's that's what you get you get 100% of the writer's share and then the publisher gets 100% of the publisher's share of performance royalties and then typically if there's upfront sync fees it'll be like a 50-50 deal with the upfront money or if you're working with like a sync agent maybe the sync agent allows you to keep 100% of the writer's share of royalties and 100% of the publisher's share of royalties, but then just takes just take a percentage off of the upfront sync fee. So that may be, you know, 20, 30, you know, 50. It just, you know, depends on what their deal is, but that could look like that as well. So it just depends. I mean, I've been in situations where the writer's, writer's share was, was split 50-50 with you know someone else who was like working hands-on on a project so you know that that happens as well and i, I don't mind doing those occasionally because it's like the way i see it man it's like do you want people get so caught up on like these percentages man it's like do you want <clears throat> do you want 50 percent of a watermelon or 100 percent of a grape at the end of the day it's like i'd rather have 50 percent of a watermelon like something that's on a, a you know a, a dope show that's getting used a ton over and over and over again all season then to have a hundred percent of this little grape that <laughs> that may get plays like one time and i'm just sitting here boasting about the fact that i own a hundred percent it was like well it's not it ain't making you no money like what's the point so that's how i view it man i mean you can make another track you know um so yeah <clears throat> Why Clint haven't said anything about the Dramedy Beats album with Dan Golden, which is on repeat and a study guide I use. Yo, I appreciate that. Yes. So I did an album for, I get, I just talked about not mentioning companies, but I don't care. I mentioned them. West One Music Group. I did an album for them. If you guys want to go study this album, you you would have to go to their website to, to find it. But I did an album for them. It was a Dramedy Beats album, so and it start it start I started seeing placements from it too. Like I don't know, like I've seen a bunch of stuff. So yeah, they went to work on that joint. Like we finished that up. When did we finish that? Was it? I don't think it was like this year. I think it was last year, before the end of last year. I can't remember. The years just go by so fast. It could have been the beginning of last year. I don't even remember, but. Yeah, I did a Dramedy album. What did we do? I did about, I don't know, like six, seven tracks or something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, that was fun. Um, that that was a dope. That was a dope album. 
I love working with I love working with companies who the people who are kind of like saying yay or nay to the music and critiquing the music are actual you know musicians and producers and composers and stuff because man like you get you get a different level of feedback that makes you better because they were critiquing things and i was like yo i never even noticed that like it was like it was small subtle things and i went back and tweaked i'm like man that like i didn't notice that so now like i went back and i fixed that for like future things so and it's stuff that like i started implementing in some of the newer tracks so it, you know some people hate the process of like going back in and trust me like i've been through situations where it was it was mad excessive like it was like come on man like we're on like revision 27 for like something that's just not like nobody's gonna hear <laughs> nobody's gonna hear this track in in the level that you're you're critiquing it but you know don't be shut down to like the feedback that they give you you know if they say no like or this needs to be fixed like don't take that stuff personal man because it can only make you better you know either like it's helping you get your reps up you're going to start to pay attention to certain things and it's really going to develop you as a composer in this space by getting that feedback and getting that criticism from different ears other than your auntie pookie and and your cousin nunu so <laughs> make sure you take that advice and apply it do you see requests for solo piano music ever sometimes like the solo piano stuff i feel like could do better on stock music sites i don't see a lot of solo piano stuff but i think you know that kind of stuff i would put like on a pond five or something like that so yeah happy wednesday it is wednesday already raymond says what would be your process to charge someone or a company that reach you directly for commercial music if the producer don't have an llc reach out to you so it's like a commercial and they're reaching out directly what would be your process to charge someone or company that reach you directly for commercial music if the producer don't have an llc the llc part is irrelevant that doesn't like that shouldn't affect cost or anything or like your fee but you know i i don't like to i don't like to be the first one to <clears throat> to blurt out a price in any like negotiate negotiation situation like i don't if i'm talking to brands doing sponsorship stuff like i'm trying to be the last person to mention a price you know i want to see if i can get them to spit out a price first <clears throat> so i know where they're at so i'll ask like what their budget is or what what they kind of had in mind and then from that i can make a decision okay like is that worth my time working on or should i ask them for more and just kind of create the, the negotiation you could probably even get you know i recommend getting a for something like that like if it's a commercial i would just get like an entertainment attorney involved so that they can help you that's familiar with like the licensing process so that they know the points that you can kind of negotiate as far as fees and stuff like that that's probably what i would do but try and get an idea of what they're thinking price wise before you sell yourself short and then whatever you're thinking, like multiply that joint by like three or something, <laughs> something like that. Because most people tend to sell themselves short. 
Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. On top of that, you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix in May simple video course where I show you how to balance 808s and kicks, how to create balance and spaces in your mix, how to properly balance volume, how to create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix. Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves plugins and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com courses. That's clintproductions.com courses. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off today. Again, go to clintproductions.com slash courses and grab that Urban Mix in May simple course today. Was it normal to see briefs come from a library even though you haven't been officially accepted? Um, no. I mean, usually, yeah, you got to be accepted to start seeing briefs from them. Let's see. I mix and master my own songs, but I don't produce my own beats i'm getting in the sync and i feel like i should start producing where should i start to make beats since i already know my way around dawes um where should i start shoot you're in the right place youtube like if you're trying to learn how to make beats if you're trying to make your own but i think that i think that's a dope idea to do because if you can make the beat you already make the songs so now you're like you know, it's double threat like you can make beats and make songs so you become that much more valuable but i mean YouTube, man, there's a ton of resources out here. Learn from producers that you feel like you uh, you feel like you resonate with. You like their teaching style. You know, if there's alignment with the type of, you know, if you guys use the same DAW and, you know, you can connect with them on that level, then I say learn, you know, learn from them. Or go take, I'm sure there's probably this courses on Udemy or something that, that can teach you the the basics of production and structure and things like that. So, you know, that's I think that's a good place to to start and then just start working on, you know, producing the the best music you can you can produce. Garvey says, "Dope sweater is that your merch?" It is. I make music not excuses. dot com. Shameless plug. So yeah, this is. I actually modified this a little bit on the hoodie and did an embroidery versus the. It was just like a print because after a while it started to wear off and i didn't want that on the hoodies the t-shirts i didn't have that option so you know when you wash when you wash that joint you know make sure you put that joint on gentle heat or turn the shirt inside out on the t-shirts it takes a while for it though and i got i got reckless toddlers in the house so sometimes just stuff wears out faster than it should but yes i make music not excuses.com and you can grab one. It's Apple Apple Music. Oh, it's on Apple Music. Dope. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah they release that stuff across like every. I think they go through APM too, if I'm not mistaken, which is like insane. The joints everywhere. But by, by now, tips on creating album art, specifically cover. I don't know, man. I, shoot, now you got AI. You can have something just generate some artwork for you. I would probably go that route. Canva's a great resource if you're you're creative and you kind of have a vision and you're artistic in that way. And that's dope. 
or just outsource it and do it that way. But you know, between Canva and AI, I'm sure you can you can get some some artwork created relatively quick. So yeah, reputation for following instructions, man. Listen, following instructions will take you a long way, man. Like that, I think people like look over. People do what they want to do. I don't. I don't understand it, but I, I mean, I get it. I understand it, but you know, in, in this, in what we do, I think there's like a super hyper importance on following instructions. And it starts with like the very first request, like send music to this email or send music in this format. And then people, for whatever reason, will create a new format to send or create <laughs> like they just create just this new stuff that no one asked for. And then they wonder why, you know, they can't get into a library or they can't get a placement. It's like you missed step one and just didn't follow instructions. So like learning how to just follow instructions and it makes your life so much easier because you don't have to think like don't overthink it. Like they I'm, like when I tell you like a brief is like, I mean, that's the cheat code It's written out for you. Here's the tempo range. Here's reference tracks. Here's instrumentation. Here's moods here's the due date the due time here's the genre i mean it's it's all laid out so if you follow those set of instructions you're really good at you know going through and following each step and and just doing what people ask you to do it'll make your life easier and you'll you'll see more success man because I, I a lot of people you can have the dopest music man but if if you can't follow instructions it's gonna be real hard for you <clears throat> So, yeah, let's see. Let me catch up on some of these keys. What's good? Shout out to Team Dope. Yo, if you guys aren't a member of Team Dope or Super Dope, consider joining and, and being a member of the channel, man. You get some exclusive behind the scenes videos and lives when I'm actually working on briefs like you guys get to see that as a member, you know, and I show you exactly like my process when I'm working through a brief, what I'm thinking, you know, how I'm going through reference tracks and picking them apart and all that stuff. So I like to show that and then just other behind the scenes stuff that, you know, you know that i deal with in my business and stuff like that so join the link to that is in the description as well so yeah <clears throat> i have two 27 inch monitors but i'm having some issues with speaker placement some symmetry what do you recommend for speaker placement 27 inch monitors 20 like the screen like computer monitors or like speaker monitors i'm guessing computer monitors you say 27 inch because i'm like bro you are your neighbors are mad at you if you got some 27 inch speakers boy <clears throat> they feeling everything man so ooh, that's different because if you got two 27s and like your your speaker triangle ain't <laughs> gonna be wide man i would say if there's a way you could like I don't know, man. I, if there's a way you can like maybe put your monitors up, your your screens up, and then maybe have your speakers like below so they're not in the way or interfering. 
or maybe mount them a certain way or maybe push them back behind the speakers that's the only thing i think of like push them back so that the your speakers are in front just depending on what your setup's like but yeah because you definitely got to have that you want to have that that symmetry so you can so you can mix accurately but when are you making beat live again um man i'm trying to think of what i what i have going on so it's it shouldn't be shouldn't be too much longer man i know one song i'm working on finishing up so it'll probably be like next week early next week or something <laughs> 54 inches apart i know so yeah yeah if it's a screen i would say like try and push them back and then bring your bring your monitors out or or have your screens up or lower something so that you can so they're not in the way and you're hearing things that are you know just weird my school lets me pick what classes i take what is the most valuable thing i can learn from university related to my music production production engineering entrepreneurship and career what's the most valuable thing you can learn honestly man i think the most valuable thing you can learn if they have anything like marketing business and branding i think those are probably the like the most important things because i mean think about it man like the music is easy <clears throat> like you know you know you're gonna make music you can you'll get better over time just practicing music but there's tons of dope producers out here who can make dope beats dope music dope songs but they don't know how to monetize it that's the problem like i talk to producers all the time they got you know degrees and certificates in music and they're still trying to figure out how to monetize their music which sync is a great way to do that so i think figuring out how to actually turn it into a profitable business is the best thing you can learn so that's you know that's marketing you know that's branding like what how do you get people to care about your message and what you have to talk about you know how can you how can you give value um to a community of people that you know wants what you have um and then what other skills can you monetize as well to create additional streams of income in your your production business even outside of the music because there's like there's like multiple bags man that you can get to just building a brand like i mean you have <clears throat> you have the music obviously you have the mixing and mastering that you can do if you learn how to mix and master you know you know how to edit and manipulate audio so like there's there's gigs out there where you can like it's like audio forensics like where you can you know people need people need like a surveillance audio or something like analyzed and cleaned up and stuff like that there's like people pay like governments will pay you money to like do stuff like that and then you know you build a brand and you build a following and an audience now other brands want to pay you to put their stuff in front of your audience you know what i'm saying and then you know it's just everything can can be 
can be built on like the one thing which is music just like take lebron james for example like lebron james his one thing is basketball he's known for basketball as a great basketball player one of the greatest basketball players of our time but like dude also has deals with like at&t and nike and you know all these other brands and then he branches off and you know starts tv film production company and like all this other stuff that you know it all started with basketball but then he took that leveraged it and then created more opportunities from it so you can do the same thing you know so learning like just like that business aspect of things can be super beneficial to you as a producer so yeah what's up dariano productions appreciate you coming through oh we went over it's like over an hour i'm just sitting here talking let me see i'm gonna answer a couple more questions it's all it's all good no doubt man yeah when i was in college i took a my major was consumer and family financial services right so i took a lot of consumer classes consumer behavior and marketing and like learning how um just learning how consumers consume and like the the psychology behind a lot of things that we do as consumers and that stuff is like it's super insightful and, and gives you a different perspective because at the end of the day like i said before man if, if you don't understand like business or understand how to to give someone else value it's going to be hard to make money so in sync you know our our way of giving value is creating music that tv shows production companies film companies and stuff music that they need to fill in the the mood and the vibe that they want to create in their music or in their ads or movies or whatever so that's how we serve them we we solve a problem and like every business solves a problem <clears throat> and you have to find which problem you want to solve i personally like solving the problem of lack of music and, and tv and film content you know i like to solve the problem of helping producers make money with their music so those are like the two main problems I like to solve. And it's just about figuring out which, which problems you want to solve in this world and help people solve it and give get them results. So let's see. <clears throat> Do you get more TV placements from full songs or instrumentals? Another good question. So I get more placements in instrumentals because that's where I started. So my catalog of instrumentals is way larger than the songs, but I've been doing a lot more songs lately. So that's kind of... The song catalog is growing for sure, and that's what I've been focusing more on lately. But yeah, I, I mean, the instrumental stuff, like, I get those, like, I mean, those come through weekly just because, you know, that's all that when I started the Roads and Placements, that's all I was submitting. It was just instrumental, instrumental, instrumental. So yeah, definitely get more instrumental joints. Excuse me. So yeah, where can I sign sign an app for Clint Music like Clint Music licensing? Fifty two people in here. You have at least thirty employees already. I know, right? I'm not I'm not currently hiring at the moment, but I will keep you guys in mind if I need anything, man. But yeah, that would be super dope. Like literally hire the entire YouTube chat. Um, that that would be super dope. We probably wouldn't get anything done because we'll just be like just kicking it for real but yeah man that's it yo it's been it's been fun it's been over an hour but now i gotta get back to work it was fun hanging out with y'all but listen man make sure you guys you know hit the links in the description if you haven't already if you're trying to learn how to get your music placed in tv and film tons of resources there 
Somebody mentioned that I make music, not excuses, hoodie. So if you want one of those, the link to that is in the description as well. And that's it, man. I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. Make sure you come back tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to do the live music review, see if your music is ready for TV and film. And we're going to kick it. We're going to hang out. And I'm excited to hear some dope music. So that's it, man. I'm out. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.